0: Callan FM on 105 FM, uniting our community. A welcome to the business community on Calam FM. With me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. It's lovely to be back. Episode two, we made it back for a second episode. Yeah, I've got to say, I really enjoyed um, doing the show last week. It, it was really, it lovely.
1: was good fun. We, we just hope that you enjoyed it as much as <laughs> we did.
0: <laughs> and uh, the good news is that I got the website ready, and the podcast version of the show is available on the website, which is Heather. here's testing me now. Oh
1: my goodness, it's. It's www.business.community. No, not quite. Oh, what is it? <laughs>
0: Thebusiness.community. Sorry, just... I missed out the the. I beg your pardon. Thebusiness.community. Yes. yes. And so uh, there isn't a lot of writing on there at the moment. There is a little blog that accompanies last week's show. And that's got all the links to a lot of the stuff that we talked about. Um, but you can listen to the show and that that's the main reason for the website really as a vehicle for the podcast version of the show. And hopefully it's
1: a nice record of things that we do talk about so that if you suddenly remember one day, oh, hang on a minute, weren't those two crazy women talking about that? There will be a, a point of reference on the website. So it's kind of like your notes as well as our. Yeah. And it
0: well, would be lovely because we have um, opened the comments section for better or for worse on the blog posts. So for each episode, um, we'd welcome your engagement. We are called the business community, after all, and you form the community. So uh, if you've got any comments on the shows, any of the topics that we talk about, or if you can share any of your insights into the topics that we've talked about, then please do put your comments on the website and we will discuss them in the following show. The other thing to mention is there is space for um, quotes from listeners on the website, and if you want to send us a, a nice quote, please, a kind quote. Yes. Um, if you do have constructive criticism, we will take it we on We can board, take it on yes. the chin. Yeah. Um, yep. However, uh, what we're looking for is nice quotes to put on the website and we will put your name if you want us to and we'll put a link to your website as well. So a little bit of uh, traffic from our website to yours um, just to say thank you very much. So, yes. the first topic we're going to talk about today, it, it's in the news, it's everywhere, isn't it? You can't get away from it, so we're, we're going to bring it into the studio, and that's the gender pay gap. And uh, the, the reason for this is new legislation that's come out, isn't it, Heather? Yes,
1: it's been legislation that's been in the offing, and it was announced last year, but the deadline for um, submitting or, or declaring what your your pay differentiator is, uh, is, is, is this year. So, that's why it's really just landed in the news and I think that whilst the fact that it's a gender pay gap is very interesting it's it opens up in my mind anyway a whole discussion about it's the right person in the right job for the right reasons and gender shouldn't really come into it um, and you can't have anybody earning different money based on any um, equality provision that, that, that's something that I feel quite strongly about. Uh, and so it sort of puts it onto the table and I was really interested that when the legislation came in which essentially is that by by um
0: is it the end of March 4th of April 4th of April yeah the new voluntary and end of March for public sector yeah
1: so by the by those dates this year if you have more than 250 employees you have to declare what the gender pay gap is within your organization and and That's not a huge business. You know, that applies to a lot of businesses. Uh, Only 250. It's not just about these big multinationals. So I think it's something that's affecting everybody or a lot of businesses.
0: Yeah, there's a few things coming on board this year which are actually going to take resources um, that smaller companies uh, are actually going to have to find that extra resource. Now the reason why the gender pay gap is so much in the news is that actually the BBC reported early and they reported right at the beginning of January so um, a lot of the stuff that's in the news is actually about um, the BBC and their own gender issues. Interestingly enough um, it wasn't so much the gender pay gap as a whole as an average that caused the problems for the bbc um because apparently that's there's quite a parity there Mm. if you take the averages what caused the problems was the individual jobs so um women were doing the same job as somebody else and they revealed mm-hmm. their pay and they were getting paid at least in some cases double maybe quadruple what they were actually getting paid and it's those sort of differences mm-hmm. that actually you know when, when, you, when you get down to the individual that, that spark the story so um, I think we were talking about the um, the China correspondent and, yes. and she I think I found the news a little bit diverting because they kept referring to John Humphreys who she was co-presenting the Today Show with yeah however that isn't a like-for-like comparison. I think the thing that made the issue for the BBC was there are other foreign correspondents who were men who were coincidentally earning considerably more than her. I mean, one of the stories I heard was that on that becoming controversial, the BBC immediately offered her a £45,000 pay rise. Which is just, yeah, I mean, (laughs) crazy. Just to instantly (laughs) do that. And and even that wasn't right for her. I I think she had other issues and I don't know all the details yeah. but I do know actually that her salary was £92,000 a year so for them to offer nearly another 50%, 50% yeah. on top of that, it, there's something, something not a right. little bit awry there.
1: I think there are a couple of things. I think there is there's uh, the d- the <laughs> A lot of businesses suggest that people shouldn't discuss their pay scales amongst their colleagues and their peers. Well, you know, OK, that might be a policy, but it, it's not practical because if you form friendships or if you work very closely with people, inevitably salary, you know, will generally come somewhere in the into the equation. I think it's
0: a very British thing as well because you go to America and they're very open about their salary yes. and their incomes. Yeah. But, yeah, in the UK, it's not really talked about. It's
1: not about, really talked about. Then. And so, therefore a precedent is set that you shouldn't talk about it and I think that falls down sometimes and I think also the BBC obviously um, declared early but so did Ladbrokes and um, Ladbrokes is a business I think um, is very interesting in that a lot of the people that work within Ladbrooks work part-time roles and they might be women and they might be working in lower paid roles. And so that can skew the data as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, so you
0: have to really know what you're looking at. How, we're talking about the fact that there's extra reporting requirements for companies. Actually, it, you could be in Iceland. So um, they announced this um, legislation last year. It, it's been enacted this year and they're actually, um, they've, introduced a policy whereby companies with more than 25 people right. have to go through a three-yearly certification procedure wow, um, okay. to actually get their equal pay policies certified by the government and it's illegal to to have a, a gender pay gap in iceland um, and if you fail to demonstrate equality you can be fined up to 400 euros a day goodness me okay yeah so actually right. we haven't got it so yeah, yeah we've got off <laughs>
1: lightly unfortunately yeah <laughs> You're listening to The Business Community on Callan FM.
0: So now with um, just some reminders of uh, legislation that's coming into effect this year, no doubt I will mention them again because um, I'm a little bit in advance, but you do need to plan. So minimum wage rate increases, if you haven't already considered this, they actually increase on the 1st of April 2018. So, make sure it's in your budget, make sure you've planned for it. For workers aged over 25, the minimum wage is increasing to £7.83 and... To £5.90 for workers aged between 21 to 34, £4.20 for those aged between 18 and 20 and the apprentice minimum wage rate will rise to £3.70 per hour. Make sure you get your rates checked. 1st of April is the date and GDPR. This comes into effect on the 25th of May for all EU member states, including the UK. Regardless of what happens with Brexit, it's coming into effect in the UK on the 25th of May. And in the lead up to May, organisations need to be conducting data audits and policy reviews to ensure that their data protection practices are GDPR compliant. Many employers will need to issue new or updated privacy policies to both their employees and job applicants. And you will need to conduct third party contract reviews where you outsource data processing. So that's payroll, recruitment, consulting services. You need to have a contract review to make sure that your third parties are also GDPR compliant and in line with your own policies. So you're encouraged to assess your compliance gaps now because you're going to have to get it sorted before the 25th of May. And once you've check the gaps you need to prioritize which ones you're going to address and obviously address the most significant issues first i think it's taken a few companies by surprise the level of um detail change that's going on mm. um but there is a really good resource the information commissioner's office has got a really good website they guide you through they've got checklists it does take commitment. You're going to have to either appoint somebody or just sit down for a good few hours and go through the requirements and see where the changes are. It's, it's a continuation of the data protection laws, but it just goes further. And it's the things like uh, third-party contract reviews and uh, the legal reasons for holding data. They're just changing enough that there's a little bit of work for you to do. And it does affect everybody
1: because in that you may be a third party third party provider, so you need to evidence that back. So yeah. it, it it affects us all. Yeah,
0: if your customers aren't asking you for contract reviews, you perhaps need to be prompting them yes, and yeah. be ready with the information yes, that you need. Yeah. Heather, and, and as a consultant. <laughs> as a
1: consultant, yeah. And it's not going anywhere. It you know, it is something. It's a necessary Evil, for want of a better word. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Okay, I've got a few events for you. Um, We, in this part of the show, we want to include a little bit of what's going on locally and also start to look a bit further afield. But I thought I'd I'd set the wheels in motion today with an event that is taking part... taking part at Glyndor. So this is right on our doorstep, couldn't be any closer. Uh, This is about what are you doing to nurture your future managers? This is looking at young managers and um, and thinking about how you can improve their morale, um, embed some sort of culture of loyalty within them so that they don't you know, learn everything from you and then go somewhere else. And then thinking about succession planning, you know, how you integrate them into your business and use that resource for as long as is kind of helpful for you, really. Uh, So there's an event taking place on the 2nd of February, so a little bit into the future. uh, And this is um, at Glyndor. It's part of the North Wales Business Academy, which is a a, a membership group. Uh, But you can come along. It's free. And it's an 8.30 event and you can hear what young people and employers um Uh, have done, what they've learned, and also about what funding might be available to invest in those young people. So I think that's a really interesting one. You can find out a bit more about that by either going to good old Eventbrite, which I'm a great fan of. Uh, It's a great resource for just finding out what the heck's going on locally. So if you go to Eventbrite and put in um, what are you doing to nurture your future managers, you will find this event. Um, Or you can email enterprise at glyndor.ac.uk. So that's that one. Then moving slightly further afield, uh, this is starting to look. This is in Birmingham. This is an event that lo- starts to look at goal setting, uh, because as we know, a new year, new um, new ideas, new thinking, and it's called Business Breakout: Redesign Your Future. Uh, it's business is about making decisions, and making better decisions means that you have a better chance of success. And so, this is an event that looks at you redesigning your future so you leave with something that is actually applicable to your business. Um, It's run by a guy called Ralph. um, I can't find his surname now. uh, Ralph Watson. And uh, it talks about the four keys to breaking the mould, the Everest principle for multi-layering goals, goal setting, the secret to putting your passion into action, which is something I'm really interested in, Um, a habit buster to... um, get rid of those habits that are not useful. Uh, and then you um, you can have lunch. It's it's a, it's a 9.30 to 10 o'clock start. It runs through the day. There's a, a lunch session and a light buffet lunch and a bit of Q&A. So that's something that's worth looking into. And I would suggest again that you either have a look on Eventbrite or you can contact Lydian Events. This is L-Y-D-I-A-N Events Limited, uh, which is LydianEvents at Outlook.com. I think that looks like a really interesting one. And then finally, uh, if you head north, up in Manchester on the 17th of January, so that's next week, krona um, Business Events are running uh, an event on how to reduce sickness and absence, uh, thinking about uh, employment documentation and thinking about discipline and grievance. So this is, this is um, an employee HR-based event, but it's looking very much... Um, That in context of Brexit and what legislation might change and what we might need to anticipate. Again, good old Eventbrite or email events at kroner.co.uk. That's C R O N E R.
0: And we will put links for all of these events on our blog, on the website. Go on, Heather, get it right. It is thebusiness.community. Callan FM on 105 FM. Now last week uh, Heather introduced me to a new app. I love a new app Mm -hmm. and uh, this one played right into my hands of of liking to read books but never getting around to completely finishing them. So the app that she introduced me to was called Blinkist and on the free version you can get one book per day and it's a a condensed version of the book. So they say they're 15 to 20 minute book summaries um, and you sort of blast through it and that's your little summary with little takeaway lists of things that you should have learnt from the book. Um, And I signed up for the free version. The one thing I found a little disconcerting was I felt a little bit under pressure to get it read it's only 15, 20 minutes. However, at the end of that day, you can't go back unless you have the paid version, which I think is great. I, I, you know, I think that's a good idea. It's a good way to for you to decide whether you might want to buy a book or not. And uh, you can get a gist of a book from there as well. So um, on the back of that, I, I had a, a little look around, to see what else was available along those lines. And there's one called Juicer, which is spelt J-O-O-S-R. And with that one, You get a free trial for 15 days of the full version. And another point of difference is that they also donate 1% of their annual subscription income to World Literacy Foundation. So I, I found it very interesting. I've got both apps on my phone and I went in and I had a look at one of the books that we're going to be reviewing next week. Okay. And I, I had to read through that. Now I've already got the book, so it was it was quite good for me to do that little uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. And and I read um, the the book. However, I wouldn't have been prompted to buy it on the back of the condensed version it was good it was interesting it's a book that loads of people talk about and I felt like I needed to know about but actually when I read the book the reason why we're reviewing it next week is because I really really enjoyed it and I said that you've got to get a copy so you bought a copy and uh, I think it's worth mentioning purely because um, I, I thought the whole point of it was you can have a little taste of the book and see if you like it and maybe what you lose is the essence of the author from it. See you can get the subject matter, but maybe not the you know, the the real heart of the book. I don't know. I'd be really interested for other people's experiences. So leave a comment mm-hmm. on the blog yeah. at the business Community, and let us know what you think. Have you had a go of them yet?
1: Yeah, I think I think that, I think they're really interesting. I mean, it's like the Kindle app. You know, you can download the first chapter of a book, and sort of, you know, whether that's a business book or whether it's a novel or whatever it might be, uh, it starts to just see whether you can live with the way that that it's written, because sometimes that can be a bit distracting if, if you're not yeah. comfortable with the way that a book is constructed. I use an awful lot. Yeah, it point, just, yeah. Am, am I going to be able to settle into this? But I think with the um, with the Blinkist, and I haven't used Juicer, but, but with Blinkist, um, yeah, you're right, you can't, you know, you, you read it and it's done. I think it's as much about, yes, it's about previewing books. But for me, it's also as much about um, the jargon, the uh, points that they make, it just sort of embeds your learning and your, your general knowledge. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go and read the whole book, but it's something that you perhaps are aware of. And where I find it really helpful then is when somebody mentions something, you think, oh, actually, I've heard about that. I might not I might not have read the whole book about it, but I've got a sense of it. And that's really helpful and uh, and also it you know it's so accessible 15 minutes you know if you're on a commute on the train or on the bus uh, or you're you know waiting at the dentist or whatever it might be 15 minutes is very manageable and you can feel like you've achieved something yeah and that, I, I quite like that i quite like that sort of gratification that, that, that is true yeah, I, it, I haven't read a book but i've read a bit about a book
0: <laughs> so um, i'm just looking at blinkist app now and i'm This is the free version where I say where you can't go back. Um, But the free daily book that we've got condensed on Blinkist today is called The Sleep Solution by Chris Winter. And why your sleep is broken and how to fix it. So that may appeal to some people, maybe not others. But the other interesting thing is it gives you the list of books that are trending Mm -hmm. and it gives you little um, curated lists as well. Mm -hmm. So 12 books to make 2018 the happiest yet the 10 best books we read last year, the New York Times bestsellers. So uh, I I think if you're, like you say, if you're just looking for a little bit of inspiration, I think both of them are worth giving a try. Mm -hmm. Blinkist and Juicer, both available. I, um, I got mine on the iTunes store. Um, but presumably, there's Android versions available yep, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to
0: paper then. You've okay. got a book in front I've of you. I've
1: got a paper book in front of me. Yeah, this is a book that I've had for quite a while. In fact, my version of the book has got a blue cover, but I know that the latest version has got a purple cover. Um, it, this is called Flip It. And it's written by a guy called Michael Heppel. And it's how to get the best out of everything. Now, OK, on the front cover, we've got a cloud with the sunshine coming out of it. And, and this, you know, for some people, this might be a bit um, out there, a bit woo-woo. But I think some of the principles are really, really interesting and useful. And they talk about Flip It for happiness. They talk about Flip It for business, work, uh, success, all your know, money, all of these different things. And, and essentially what it, what it's what it is. It's reframing situations. It's looking at something that could be seen as a problem and trying to take the positive from it. Now, okay, life sometimes throws us things, and it's very difficult to find a positive in it. But as a book and as an attitude, I think it can be really helpful and really empowering. So I, I, I've just picked a couple of um, a couple of ways to flip things that may or may not be useful. And I know that you've you've read this book as well, Tracy. But um, the great one is it's it's the whole fake it till you make it kind of thing and some of these you will be familiar with already but act as if it's never too late to have a happy childhood is one thing um, it, that that he uses as an example but if you if you want to change something, If you change the way that you think about it and the way that you act about it, that in itself can be really empowering. And he mentions um, Simon Woodruff, who many of you will have heard of, who was the founder of um, Yosushi and uh, and Yotel. And he says that... um, he said that uh, Simon Woodruff told him that even he worries that one day he'll be found out. <laughs> uh, that, you know, somebody will rumble that he, you know, he's just a guy who just did this, that and the other. And we, I think a lot of us have a, a yes, sense yeah. of that. Uh, and he said, um, he, Michael Heppel asked him how he overcame that. And he said, I acted as if I could do stuff. And also, um, Richard Branson is quoted as saying, if somebody gives you an opportunity, say yes, and then figure out how you're going to do it. Absolutely. And it's that, you know, so I think that's a really powerful one. Um, another one, and and it's interesting because this feeds a little bit into the book that we're going to be reviewing next week, um, Eliminating Your I've Quit Gestures. Take a moment to consider what you do when you quit. Do you shake your head, throw things, fold your arms, tut, look down, scream, shrug? What do you do? Put your hands over your eyes. Now, what if you were to flip it and take a moment to consider what you do when you feel super successful? You stand up, you make a fist, you say yes, you shout, you do a happy dance, whatever it might be. Um, You jump from side to side. Okay, so what if... You change the way that you approach success and use the uh, um, quitting and use those successful uh, activities to reframe that sense of failure or that feeling that you need to quit. So again, that's just another way of looking at at, at the same situation. and then finally I thought I'd just have a look at the um, the business, how to flip it for at, at work and in business. And this is um, thinking about what the customer thinks. So sometimes in business, we get so bogged down in the doing and the, oh, you know, I've had enough of this and crikey, or let's just do that and just do this and just do the other. And we do it that way because we always have. Well, hang on a minute. Take a step outside of yourself. Have a look at things from the perspective of the customer and start to challenge and think from that angle. And you'll unearth some little gems. So again, from a work and business point of view what does the customer care about okay let's just reconnect with that because once upon a time you had a brilliant idea or you decided that this was going to be a great job and you loved it but sometimes we lose our connection with uh, with whatever that might be so hang on i can't look objectively but i can look from the customer's shoes and look objectively
0: what did you yeah what did you have tracy i i I like it it's a nice little book and um I used to use reframing a lot so um for those of you who don't know me i uh, used to work as a full time therapist hypnotherapist, and we used reframing, which is um it's been labeled as an n l p technique mm. um quite a lot and and this gave um it gave really good examples that you know when you're talking to a client and you don't want to to come across as oh well, this is just theory, yep actually giving those positive examples, as you mentioned, the guy from Yo Sushi. Uh, it's, it's a positive, uplifting book and it's short and it's to the point. Yep. It's not a big, long read. In fact, you know, condensing that would, would see, seem pointless. Yes, It's absolutely. a very quick read. Yep. The, the thing that I really liked from it was the think transferable. I, I like to have that approach in mm-hmm. a lot of things anyway. And, and the idea is that even if you think that something's not relevant to you or it's not talking to you in your particular situation, using this idea of to think transferably is how do you adapt that and apply that to your life right now there's always another so it's sort of like looking at it from a different another way, way. yeah can I use this and I think very relevant in business that you know a, a lot of times business um, owners and managers can have that silo way of thinking and sometimes if you look beyond your industry your, and your your sector you can think of things that you could just wonder if they're applicable to your business
1: yeah and it and it's a. I suppose it's we do that in life all the time don't we because we're always sort of comparing ourselves to other people you know you know whether it's somebody wearing something oh crikey i would never think of wearing that oh maybe i could it's pinching ideas and pinching strategies and and not being afraid to say do you know what i might just try that and see how that works in my business even though it's from a totally different sector uh yeah, it, it's, it's the old, you know, the old speak used to be thinking outside the box. Well, this is staying within the box, but just turning things around a bit and just seeing if it looks different. You're listening to the business community here on Callan FM. I'm Heather Noble. And uh, this part of the show is where we like to have a look at gurus, whatever you think of as a guru. Not gurus, not gurus, no gurus, gurus, gurus. How do you say? It? I don't even know how you say <laughs> the it. The more you say it, the worse it more sounds. More ridiculous it sounds. Well-known
0: people in the world of well-known business. well-known people in the world <laughs> of business write stuff and do talks.
1: And we don't quite know at what what stage you become a guru. But today um, we're going to look at a, a, a guy called Ken Blanchard. Now, we last year we were looking at Peter, Last week we looked at Peter Drucker, and there is a bit of a trend that these gurus seem to be quite elderly. And I think that's just because management speak and business speak is a fairly new phenomenon. So, um, you know, we we really... Uh, every, there, people are very prolific these days. Uh, but these were the, the pioneers of this stuff. So, Ken Blanchard was born um, in 1939. He's American and he's a management expert. And he's best known. His most successful book is a book called The One Minute Manager, which has sold over 13 million
0: copies worldwide. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's another short book. So it is another short book. This show yes. is all about short or it, abbreviated books. This week. Uh,
1: yes, it seems it seems to be. And we're, and we're not reviewing the book. I, I think you can pick up the book. It's Again, it's very easy to read. It has some fantastic advice in it. But the fact remains that he understands how to manage people. He understands how to lead people. And these days, I think... Uh, the the days of somebody being a manager and only being a manager has gone. I think we mentioned this last time. Uh, and that very often managers have a task, a role as well. So where this book is really accessible is that it gives you some quick wins on how to manage people and how to lead people. And looking at the strengths within a leadership team and looking at a team and how to make it run efficiently. So it's the manager that is tuning the machine to run more efficiently, and there are some quick wins within this book and within his strategy. Um, now, uh, uh, we we were just talking off air that you know there is a little bit of um, controversy around this book in that it may not be an original piece of work. Yeah, but um,
0: there, there is um, there are articles all over the internet if you do a Google search for one minute manager, and uh, they talk about the fact that. Um, it was largely plagiarised from um, a colleague called Arthur Carlyle. I can't comment on that. I don't know. I've not read the article no. um, and I can't compare the two, but it, it's obviously it shows up on, um, you know, all the searches that you do on Ken Blanchard is this huge controversy. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, though, um, I've always had this thought about plagiarism. Is it, that it, it's very easy to jump up and down and say that somebody stole your idea. However, There are ideas that generally, you know, they're they're not completely unique. There are so many. And I think in many ways, it's not the idea that counts. It's what you do with it.
1: And it's the perspective.
0: It's it's where you took it and how you engage people with it. And clearly, Ken and his co-author... Reading off the book there, Spencer Johnson. Um, they they've taken this concept and and they've run with it. Yes. And yeah. Okay. I can't comment on the plagiarism, but they clearly did something with the idea. And maybe the other guy didn't yeah and if nothing else
1: they put it into a book that is very accessible and has sold 30 million copies so (laughs) well done yeah i mean you know the book is the one minute manager builds high performing teams and he talks about um the, the the four stages of team development now edward de bono has done that um and well lots of different um gurus have done that but he talks about orientation dissatisfaction resolution and production you know I mean, we're familiar with the forming storming norming performing adjourning yeah. you know all of that stuff so yeah okay you could say that it's the same thing but it's wrapped up in a way that
0: yeah. has and, a different and appeal a tick in the box for what makes you a guru you've got a model and then you can put it on a powerpoint presentation yeah, yeah. and you can go out or you can give lots of talks to different people i yeah. think that's one of the yes criteria. yeah we'll write that on our <laughs> list
1: so that we'll know when we are one
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the other—I'm not that familiar with Ken Blanchard, so I, I did some research in, ahead of the um, show, and uh, a couple of the things that he'd also been involved in um, stood out for me. And one was the. Um, the raving fans now i've i've been Mm -hmm. following that that is quite a a thing that i thought was quite modern you know there's there's lots of ted talks about it you know certain stuff actually you know this is um, a concept that goes back uh, a good while and it and it talks about the idea that you have to decide what you want and create a vision of perfection centered on the customer And again, that seems like a real modern thing. It's the sort of thing that companies are talking about now is what does the customer want? Mm. And so uh, in the Raving Fans book, he talks about asking them and listening. Let the customers tell you what they want and listen to them. And then this is the bit I I like. Deliver the vision plus 1% and be consistent. Yeah. So important. And
1: and it seems it sounds so simple doesn't
0: it yes just exceed their yeah. expectation and again i think that must be another tick in yeah. the box for simple. guru it's a simple idea yeah. where you go oh when you read the book the you go it's bleeding, going bleeding obvious. obvious yes exactly exactly
1: but yeah and and i mean that's true of so many things isn't it why didn't we think of that why didn't we do that why did well yeah why didn't you, you know, just <laughs> right place right time and we we like our quotes um here on on the business community um and so we've got a list, but you just mentioned one of, one of Kenneth uh, Blanchard's quotes is um, feedback is the breakfast of champions. And that's where you have said, you know, ask the customer what they want and then listen, even if they're telling you something that you, you don't want. I, th- I think that's that's key. You know, we all just need to listen if you ask a question. But my favourite one, shall I give you my favourite quote of his? The key to successful leadership is influence, not authority. You don't lead people with a big stick in your hand. You lead them, and you influence them, and you you influence the way that they think, and then they um, they take everybody, you included, to success. So uh, that's my favourite one.
0: What have you got? Mine's mine a bit shorter than that. Okay. Um, none of us is as smart as all others. Oh yes. Oh yeah.
1: We all need each other, don't we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah. So we are the business community. Yep there's me there's Heather and And there's there's you You. yes so how can people get in
1: touch Heather right well there are a number of things that they can do obviously they can go to the website that and I've got the web address embedded in my mind now it's www.thebusiness.community you can contact us uh, through our Facebook page um which you know is it's fairly
0: Facebook.com forward slash the business community, community on, on Calon Cal FM. FM. Yep, so, bit of a mouthful yeah, but if
1: you if you just Google the business community on Calon FM um Facebook that you will find us. You can you can tweet the station, you can tweet at Calon FM. You can call the station on 293 393 or you can email the station info at calonfm.com. Loads of ways to get ways to get in touch. Uh we just want to hear from you we just want to hear what you think what you want and um and your take if you've read any of these books and think they're shockingly awful let us know (laughs) but if they've changed your life
0: let us know that as well brilliant well thank you very much heather for being in the studio with me for a second week it's been great fun we'll make it to a third so i do hope you'll tune in next week and until then goodbye uh, goodbye indeed